message to Captain Kirk. Kirk, yeah. Mr. Barris is waiting on Channel A to speak to you, sir. Keep working. We're a maintenance crew just doing our job. Mr. Barris is coming on. Yes, Mr. Barris, what can I do for you? Kirk, this station is swarming with Klingons. I was not aware, Mr. Barris, that 12 Klingons constitutes a swarm. I had no idea. What? He's so much more handsome in person. Those eyes. Kirk had quite the reputation as a ladies' man. Uh, not him. Spock. Let's go. Mr. Barris, I have guards around the grain. I have guards around the Klingons. I can't believe you don't at least want to meet Captain Kirk. That's the last thing on my mind. Oh, come on, Benjamin. Are you telling me you're not the tiniest bit interested in meeting one of the most famous men in Starfleet history? We have a job to do. But it's, it's James Kirk. Look, of course I want to meet him. I'd like to shake his hand, ask him about fighting the Gorn on Cestus III. But that's not why we're here, old man. You're right. I guess the difference between you and me is I remember this time. I lived in this time, and it's... It's hard to not want to be a part of it again. Hello, and welcome to Snap Trek. The Star Trek podcast where we compare two episodes of the universe's premier science fiction franchise, Star Trek. I am one of your hosts, Ross Webster, and I am joined by Jen Tift. Hello, Jen. Hi, Ross. How are you today? I am good. Uh, I am excited for this episode because this is just one of the best. And of course, we've had some fantastic Star Trek news this weekend, which has got me quite pleased as well. So I'm in a particularly good mood and excited to talk mm. about it. Uh, mm, what news? What news could that be? I don't know. Just some strange new news. Oh. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> uh, new Star Trek has been announced. New Captain Pike series, which I'm glad they finally announced because I've said about 10,000 times, if they don't announce it, I'll eat my hat. So my yeah. hat is now solidly safe. No longer have to worry about my hat. <laughs> We knew it was coming, but it was so great to finally. It is nice hear it to finally sure. hear it. And I think Anson Mount has gotten handsomer since he was last <laughs> on Star Trek. He's got As a massive beard. Possible. He does <laughs> have a fabulous beard. Yes, he does. He looks amazing. He looks like a huge lion. All, all three of the, the the big three, they all in the you know the announcement video. It's like you guys have been in quarantine for yeah. <laughs> the same amount of time as I have. Not, not a bad all look look fabulous. I know. <laughs> They're all so fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, so more, there's gonna be more Star Trek to uh, to compare. Oh I can't my god! Wait. I hadn't even thought of that. Yay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, especially if they go if they go more, more episodic with the show, might you know lend itself to some uh, yes comparisons. Easier comparisons, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very unusual. I don't think I know this game. What's it called? Chula. What are the rules? 
We compare two episodes of Star Trek using a variety of categories, and for each category we select a scene or character or prop or idea which we think is great, and we award a point for the answer which we think is the best. Aggressive. Adversarial. Competition. For fun. Though Snaptrek is a competition where we award points, it is just played for fun. There are no prizes or trophies. The real aim is to have a great conversation about Star Trek and perhaps look at the episodes in a new way. Be aware of spoilers. We could discuss any episode up to the end of Picard Season 1. But I don't think we're going to do that today. Today, we are going to get ourselves in all manner of tribble as we compare two episodes which see our tremendous troop transported into a tricky situation and struggle under a literal mountain of self-replicating furballs fueled via the consumption of massive quantities of quadrotriticale. And if you didn't understand that, <laughs> what it means is... <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I was lucky enough to watch the original Star Trek Series 2, Episode 15, The Trouble with Tribbles. Jen, what did you watch? And I was lucky to watch uh, Deep Space Nine Season 5, Episode 6, Trials and Tribulations. I'm sorry, Trials <laughs> and Tribulations. <laughs> this this comparison oh, has been a long time coming. Yeah. But it's come at just the right time. Yeah. Want some of this positive energy. I just, it was so nice to watch these episodes because they're both so funny. And they both, obviously, they fit together perfectly. It's what they were designed to do. And I imagine so many people have already watched them as a as a back-to-back. I certainly oh, have. Oh, absolutely. I've done it. This must have been the third or fourth time I've done that. And it was, <laughs> honestly, I think I enjoyed it more this time than I did the time before. It's so much fun. 100% recommend it. Yeah, you keep noticing more stuff when you keep, keep watching. You know, when you watch these two as a... Do you know what? Yeah, yeah, back to back. Absolutely. Yeah. I noticed how many lines in the in Trials and Tribulations are lifted directly from the Trouble with Tribbles. Yes. Yeah, it's not just the Jedzia Spock. No. You know, Tribble calculation. Yeah, there's other lines. They say a lot of different things. And I was like, is that? Yeah. That sounded like the same thing he said there before. And do you know what the yeah. other thing I noticed was, which I'm not sure if this will come up in the conversation. But Odo and Worf are both wearing those same multi-pocketed coats. The Sarah Jones, yes. <laughs> I did. I've never noticed that until That's I was a watching nice it, touch. and I was like, "How <laughs> Odo's wearing the same the same coat?" And then Worf comes in, and he's got one too. That's amazing. Uh, just fantastic. You know, I recommend anyone goes out and watches these two uh, these two episodes back to back. You will not be disappointed. You've probably already done it. It's so good. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure most of our listeners have already done that. <laughs> but yeah, and I needed it right now. This is a nice, happy, fun. Just, just so much fun. <laughs> oh my god, these episodes are hilarious, and they've not gotten less funny. They are so no, good, no. and it's so nice to get a proper comedy from yeah. both series. It's a, it's a genuine yeah. TOS comedy because TOS veered into comedy fairly often. But Deep Space Nine plays it for laughs all the way through to wonderful, so good, works so well. Commander, I would like to remind you about my poetry reading this afternoon. I wouldn't miss it for the world. 
I can't wait to see what he's come up with. Okay, that is enough. Just rampant happiness about the episodes. Um, let's uh, begin, as ever, with a lyrical recap of the episodes under discussion. Um, perhaps, perhaps I should go first, and we'll keep it in chronological order. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I kept it. I kept it simple. I wrote a uh, tribulimeric. I can't say it. I've written it, but I can't say it. <laughs> Triblimlet. Triblimlet. Yeah. It's very hard to say. <laughs> Tongue twister. Okay. There's Tribble on K7 station. Klingon warriors demand a vacation. Tribble's wholesale eat quadrotriticale, proving the grain's contamination. <laughs> wholesale <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> took me a long, long time to rhyme that. Oh, because nothing God. rhymes with Triticale. Triticale, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. And I've had to practice saying this about 18 oh. times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well done, Ross. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was very pleased with myself. And then uh, traveling forward 100 years. Yes. What have you got? Traveling forward a uh, hundred years but back to the same friday it was a friday oh my oh god, my that's god. Such a good such a good line. <laughs> okay apparently they, they they made it a friday because the episode the original episode aired on a friday amazing too. <laughs> that, a nice touch. and that is so nice there's so much love between the, so much love. from deep space nine to the original series oh yeah Oh, it, it, it's it so nice. oozes from every scene. Trials of the All right, we'll talk about that. All right, before my lyrical recap, I decided I was going to do a haiku because mm. uh, that's kind of like a triple size poem, you know, a nice. little cute little triple size poem. Um, but then, you know, like triples off the board, <laughs> <laughs> it multiplied and multiplied. So what I ended up doing was just writing a little haiku. Um, from everybody's point of view during their time traveling escapade. Uh, this sounds amazing. <laughs> I am so thrilled about this. This is great. All right. So everyone gets a little haiku here. First up, Jadzia. I lived in this time. Black finish, silver highlights, hands of a surgeon. Yes. Sorry, my, I don't want to comment after every single one, but that was great. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Darwin himself. I'll have my revenge. Glory to the Empire. Poetic justice. Uh, the Tribbles themselves. What a nice lady. Per Quadro tried to Kaylee. Oops, I ate too much. <laughs> Bashir, oh, Bashir, she smiled at me. Is this a time paradox? Phew, I still exist. Kira, secrets of the orb. Prophets, please reveal them. Show us the way home. Worf, yes, those are Klingons. No, I will not discuss it. There's no third line to that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Odo. I got a tribble. Soft, 
furry, makes pleasing sounds. Soothing, isn't it? O'Brien, he had to pick me. I lied to Captain James Kirk. Wish Kago had seen. <laughs> and finally, Cisco. One last thing to do. It's been an honor, Captain. Worth the reprimand. Oh my That's God, it. Jen. <laughs> I honestly, I had to stop myself speaking in between every single one. <laughs> You've taken this to a new level. They oh, were absolutely you. amazing. I absolutely <laughs> love those. I, I want, I want to get those. I want to see those written down. I want you to send them. Okay. They were so good. And they were brilliantly well done. Oh, oh my god! Okay. To, to write a haiku from the perspective of approval <laughs> is it's a work of genius. It's mad Thank genius. And a, the two line wolf haiku <laughs> is glorious. I honestly, I, I think you've just set the bar so high that next time we do a podcast, I, I'm going to have to be, have been working for like two weeks flat out. <laughs> that was so good. I oh, honestly cannot tell you how pleased I was to hear all that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Right. You've always set the bar. <laughs> that was, uh, honestly, oh, I, I'm smiling so much. It's brilliant. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> right. All right. Get into this. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm so uh, excited for this. <laughs> it's good. I, I love the rounds as well. I think that's a perfect yeah. set of rounds. Um, oh, yeah, this will be fun. Jen, would you like okay. to take the first round? Okay. All right. Let's see. What should I pick first? All right. So let's, we've got, we've, we've got some, oh, we've got some great categories today. But, but uh, let's start by celebrating the best lines. Okay. Episode. Let's get right to the comedy bits. Okay. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe best line doesn't necessarily mean funniest. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, I mean, there's so many good lines, but these are out yeah. and out comedy episodes. So I have, I have picked comedy comedy lines. There's so many good ones in both of these. <laughs> it's really hard, and I'm going to say this sometimes. It's so hard to know where to begin because these lines yeah. are so funny. So I've got a, I've got a few, and then I've got a favorite. So I'll give you my few. Okay. Now, I didn't go the, the classic final line from Scotty. I want to mention it, where he is explaining that he has beamed all the tribbles over onto the the, the Klingon ship. It's a it's a cracking line, but I guess oh, everybody it's a very knows it. Line. Yeah, <laughs> I sir, before they went into warp, I transported the whole kit caboodle into their engine room where there'll be no tribble at all. No it's, tribble at all. It's a great line. <laughs> some genuine wordplay. I, I'm there for that line. I didn't pick yes. it because it's just I just felt like there's so much else we could celebrate. So I've gone I've gone for another one. Here's a little interjection between Bones and Kirk. Do you know what you get if you feed a triple too much? Kirk. A fat triple. I mean that's funny, that made me laugh. Um <laughs> it's just a stupid thing to say. Uh I want to shout out to the word au revoir. Uh au revoir when Cyrano Jones it sort of says, I have a ship, I want to tend to my ship. Au revoir, and then just swoops out. And then Kirk has a go at Nils Barris. And then at the end, he goes, I'm going to tend to my ship. Au revoir, and just copies the same line. That's so <laughs> funny. It works so, so well. Yeah. It's just crazy, self-referential hilarity. I loved it. The line I picked is a line which also, I feel, gets a fair amount of attention, but you never hear it spoken. You never hear people quote it too much, but it's a great line. And this is what I've picked is Korax's fighting talk. And Korax is the Klingon in the bar 
who goads Chekhov and Scotty into a fight. So he has got a whole lot of fighting talk. And he said, one of the things he says is, there's one Earth man who doesn't remind me of a Regulan bloodworm. But Kirk, a Regulan bloodworm, is soft and shapeless. But Kirk isn't soft. Kirk may be a swaggering, overbearing, tin-plated dictator with delusions of godhood. But he's not soft. And we don't rise to the bait with that one. We just calmly accept we're big enough to take a couple of insults. So we don't rise to the bait. But then he doubles down. And he says, of course, I'd say that Captain Kirk deserves his ship. We like the Enterprise. We really do. That sagging old rust bucket is designed like a garbage scow. Half the quadrant knows it. That's why they're learning to speak Klingon E. But they don't rise to that until Mr. Scott, Mr. Scott asks him, Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? So I can't do the accent. I'm just going to say it in <laughs> yes, English. you can. That was great. I'm saying it in English again. <laughs> not, not, no accent. Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? And then Korak says this line, and this is the line I've picked. This is it. I know I've said about 30 lines. <laughs> this is the line I've picked. Do you think you should rephrase that? You're right. I should. I didn't mean to say that the Enterprise should be hauling garbage. I meant to say that it shall be hauled away as garbage. <laughs> and then Scotty gets up and punches him in the face. And that line, I love it. I love the growl of his voice. Oh it's, it's just the, the culmination of a ridiculous bar fight preamble. It, f- funny, uh, well-spoken, just typically, you know, it's just brawl talk. And I thought it was great. So, should be hauled away as garbage. My favourite line <laughs> in Trouble with Tribbles, a jewel among many jewels. Oh my gosh, it's such a great uh, insult. <laughs> a very creative insult. But what I love is it's... say is like, just your ship's a piece of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but he says it so eloquently. But I just love the fact that they've gone through it. Like, it's like wordplay. He says it one way, and then Scotty asks him to rephrase it. Yeah, he gives him a chance. And he does rephrase it. He just literally yeah. rephrases it <laughs> to make it worse. I just thought it was so clever. Whoever wrote that script has done such a good job. Yeah, like call, calling Kirk a Denevian slime devil yeah. <laughs> wasn't enough to get yeah. him to get a rise yes. out of him. <laughs> but, he, but he was getting a rise out of him with the uh, Enterprise talks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then that's, then that's great when, you know, Scotty's explaining to Kirk. How the fight started. Oh my He's, god! You know, and then he goes through the whole thing again. Garbage pals, scalser. It's a matter of pride. <laughs> but you didn't punch him in the face it when he called me a tin pot dictator. Right. Oh god! Big enough to take a few insults. Do <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else is great in that scene? When he oh. says, "Is this off the record?" He went, "No, it's yeah. not." Off He's the like, record. "No." <laughs> no. Kirk is not having it this entire no. episode. <laughs> I know. He gives a lot of people like, grief in this episode. Kirk, he does. Kirk's like, bad day at the office. Yeah. You know? not want to be on K7 Station. He does not want to be there. I wonder if he like knows that he's trying to avoid oh. someone. I don't know. So funny. Oh, that's a great line. That's, okay. I love, love, love. That'd be fun. You know, of course that's how you're going to get Scotty, by insulting the Enterprise. And what, what I've just thought is, you, you could also select this line, because it's... <laughs> 
<laughs> you could also well, have this so one. Yeah, when I was going through my my choices for, for all the categories, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I can't pick this because that's technically the original series. No, I reckon <laughs> you, know? you get it. I reckon you could have it if you wanted it. My God, I didn't even think of that. Uh, yeah, I tried to specifically make my choices DS9 specific, which I had to I had to erase a bunch of things. I'm like, oh wait, <laughs> that's trouble with trouble. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's funny, and it's just so seamless seamlessly integrates the two. I remember watching this on VHS in, it must have been the late 90s. And me and my best friend, who is still my best friend, were so excited to be watching this episode because <laughs> we knew they went back in time and revisited another episode. Yeah. I think he I think he bought it on VHS. And we must have watched it like 20 times. It's right, so right. good. So good. Oh, and it looks it looks so good. Like I'm I'm not even gonna say it looks good for the nineties. It, it looks, looks good. good. Must yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't look dated at all when you no, watch it. Not it, not one. I mean, I guess it looks dated to the nineteen sixties or the twenty third century. <laughs> no, I, I still think they do a great job. You know, it, I, I think it's because I really appreciate the production value. Like yeah. I don't mind that it looks like the way it looks. I accept that's the way it is. You know, yeah. I, I'm quite happy with that. And the it's same, they've, they've, yeah, they've, and they've updated the, the 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 bridge in the new Star Treks, but that looks great as well. That that's what modern TV needs. I can yeah. separate out, you know. Oh yeah. We yeah. recognise this is a TV show, and things change a little bit, and that's okay. Not everything right. has to be absolutely identical all the time, but they do yeah. do a good job of it. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And there's so many great lines. Get back to the category. Yes. There's so many. And you're going to have a lot of. Uh... <laughs> Give me your great line. I'm so excited about this. I, I'm 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 really here for this. Oh, there's just. I mean, there's so many. I mean, where do you even start with the great? Uh, I, I get a lot of humor out of the the guys from the you know temporal investigations. Oh you know, and and he's and one of my one of my favorite lines is this. This is a close second for me. Is uh, you know they 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 go back in time and and Cisco's you know starting the debrief and he's like you know don't don't change do anything to change the timeline. He says uh, the last thing I want is a visit from Temporal Investigations when we get home, which <laughs> kills me. And, <laughs> and the the guys themselves, you know, he talks. He mentions you know that that they, it was Kirk's ship, you know, and. And they're like almost in awe. The, the temple investigators are like seventeen separate temple violations. The biggest file on record. He was a menace. <laughs> I, I like love he's, it. He's a legend in the temporal investigations office. Because of it's, course, almost, he is. almost immediately, you're mentally thinking, "Well, is the voyage home tomorrow?" Right. <laughs> he's just like going through. Like, what have you done? Like, how many can you count? Like, but then, how many? Like, there, you have more than one violation in. A separate incident, I bet. Uh, potentially. <laughs> potentially. Who knows what could go wrong? Who knows? Still, the one, of things, one of the things they said that I thought was hilarious was uh, he said, Was that a joke? And Cisco said, No. And he goes, Good, we don't like jokes. And I thought that was funny because they're about to revisit a comedy episode. Right. And this comedy, I was like, Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're the, the straight men for the episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, so there's, there's some good. Good time travel jokes there, um, and uh, oh, I get a lot of uh, joy out of Odo and Worf when <laughs> when Odo buys his triple and Worf Worf does such a good job. Like, oh, 
it's a triple like disgusted yes. face, you know? And, and, and he's like, they were, the, they are a menace. They are mortal enemies, you know, the Klingon em- empire. And, and Oda's like, these things? <laughs> you know, I can't yeah. believe it. And, and his line is, tell me, do they still sing songs of the great triple hunt? <laughs> <laughs> that scene was so totally good. <laughs> I love the way he shouts as well. He shouts at him and then he realizes he's shouting and then stops and then quietly says the same line again. Those creatures are just. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so oh, good. I was like, they, they, like, even like the details of like they sent an, an armada <laughs> to yeah. obliterate the home world, triple home world. <laughs> There's these little puffs of fur. It's so funny. The visual. Oh my god. One day we need to see that on screen. I mean, I really am thinking that needs to happen one day. Um, and then and then I get all you know, there's a lot of good um Bashir O'Brien stuff with with, uh you know, Bashir, you know, obsessing about becoming his own grand great grandfather or whatever it is. And and uh and he's, he says, the line of legacy, like, I can't wait to get back to DS9 and see your face when you find out it never existed. <laughs> yeah. And O'Brien's like, good. He's like, look at his face, like, you're an idiot. That wouldn't work, right. would it? <laughs> yeah, and then, then Kara's Kara's like, you guys ready to beam up or whatever? And he's it's like, absolutely. Yeah, now, do it now. <laughs> it's just like, done. <laughs> um, there, there's love, so many. I love that bit. Edson Watley. Was that a name, Edson Watley? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, so like, like, she had the she had a great was my great grandmother's yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. I'm gonna go physical at fifteen hundred. And he's like, Are you? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that he just ju- automatically just jumps to, oh no, I'm gonna have to become my own grandfather. <laughs> some girl winked at him, you know. <laughs> That's such a mature thing to do. <laughs> Oh my god, that was good. So good. Yeah, so, so many. There's, there's. I mean, there's a lot of great, great mm-hmm. lines. Um, I mentioned it in, in one of the uh, the haikus, but I really think it's funny when um, when o- O'Brien uh, after the fight and O'Brien's like, "Oh man, you know, I lied to Captain Kirk." You know, <laughs> like he's all like, yeah. you, you, he's like, but then he's like, "I wish yeah. Keiko could have been <laughs> been here to see it." Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> like he's like he's got like a cool story now. <laughs> like I lied to Captain Kirk. <laughs> Yeah, after after mistaking Captain Kirk for the other right. guy, yeah. I think I think his name I is love Freeman. That yeah, I it's, love Kirk. That it's Kirk, and then they're really saying it for ages, and then at the end, I was like, he's wearing he's wearing a lieutenant's uniform. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, let's buy him a drink. It's Kirk. <laughs> yeah, let's buy him a drink, <laughs> and they're all going to do it except Oda. So we're not buying him a bloody drink. We're not buying anyone a drink. It's going to violate the you know temporal directive. <laughs> Oh, and and it's 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 funny because the uh, the guy that they that he mistakes for Kirk is is actually um, William Shatner's one of William Shatner's um, stunt doubles. Aha! Uh-huh. Okay, well that makes sense. Actually, which I thought I thought was pretty funny that you know like he got he's the one that got mistaken for Captain Kirk. That was kind of cool. But um, yeah, oh my man, so many great lines, so many. I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing is just sheer joy. Every yeah. there's not one seen that lags in the whole it, the whole show solid. it's, it's so fast paced yeah, everything yeah. works there's not one thing that's out of place everything works yeah. it's it uh, is a flawless episode this is why it always it, this is why everyone loves it because it is yeah. 
hilarious, nostalgic, and perfect. Yeah. And but it's that it's that nostalgia for it that my actual best line of the episode though mm-hmm. is um is at the end. It's it's the whole point of the episode. It's when Cisco, you know, that they, they've saved the day, they're ready to go back, they know Kara's figured out how to uh use the orbs and they can go back to, to, to the you know, to the present, I mean to the twenty-fourth century, I should say. Um and Cisco's like, well, you know, one more thing. <laughs> and he goes and he gets Captain Kirk's autograph. I love it. That's so, so meta, isn't it? That's so meta. Yes. He gets his autograph because of course he does. Who, you know, who wouldn't want to? And, and, um, and, but the, his line when he talked, when he finally gets to speak to Kirk, his, his idol, you know, um, he says, he says, I've been on temporary assignment here before I leave. I just want to say it's been an honor serving with you, sir. And I just love the, I love that the way they, the way they chose to, to go about that, you know, the, it's like, it's like, thank you. And thank you. You know, it's like, it's like the new, the new captain just saying thank you to, you know, to the original to, to, you know, that's why we have DS9 is. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's a continuing legacy. Yeah. And and it was just a really sweet way to honor that. And he gets his autograph, which is of course hilarious. And yeah. And then he, you know, he's tell he he comes clean to temporal investigations, and they're like, yeah, you know, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> like that's fine. Yeah, but he gets he gets a, he gets a bit of side eye from his colleague, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a, there's a little bit of good cop bad cop yeah. going on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I just I'm just I just am really tickled by the way they said that. So that's my favorite line. That is a really lovely line, and that scene is—I mean, it's—it's it's wonderful, isn't it? Out of all of Star Trek, the meet—you know—when two captains meet, that's that's a big yeah. deal. Oh know? yeah, absolutely. And oh my god, have... compare compare this to him meeting uh, Picard. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or you know, when Picard met Kirk, actually, it was quite a date affair. Um. And Jane oh. Wayne, Jane Wayne Picard, I think had a chat in one one film. Oh yeah, that's right. In uh, first contact, yeah, yeah, not in first contact. I'm sorry. In uh... Nemesis, direction <laughs> maybe. I think it's Nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, but no. you know, this this is up there with with one of the best. In fact, yeah, might this be the best captain meeting? Oh this man, that's a good one? question. Yeah, yeah, I think this has got to be my favorite. I think it probably I, you know, is the yeah. best one. Yeah, the, the Nexus conversation between. I like that. I like awesome. the Nexus. I like that. Nexus yeah, conversation. yeah. But, but and, this... the, and the Jane Picard's kind of business, all business, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, she... Oh man, that's funny. Yeah. Okay. So. Well. <laughs> Saying that, then, if we've just announced this as the best meeting between the captives <laughs> that occurs in all of Star Trek, it might be very hard for me to choose a line where they say the Enterprise should be hauled away as garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so good, too. It's a funny line, and I love it, but I'm going to choose your line because I think we've talked about why it's why it's great. I mean, it just, it's just what it's the best... The best captain meeting in all of Star Trek for now. There might be more. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to go with that line too, just because w- what a way to celebrate a 30th anniversary. Yeah. Too, I mean, you know, sure. by, like, by paying 
you know, paying homage to 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 the show, but leaving it at the end with with this, like like literally saying thank you. <laughs> you know, it was just, but but it wasn't didn't feel heavy handed to me either. You know, I maybe mean, because he was literally inserted into footage. Um, no, you know, was, <laughs> I, I thought it, I thought it felt really. The only thing I didn't like about it was I was I felt bad that he hadn't let Jadzia go and see Koloth <laughs> because. She wanted to do that as well. She, she wanted to go and see one of her heroes. That's and he true. Well, like, she, yeah. Because maybe she would have been able to help herself, but like talk to him <laughs> or say something. But then he did exactly the same thing. That Yeah, that's a little bummer. But that's Captain's privilege. It is. Also, <laughs> if, if Koloth had actually met Dax, that could have really messed the timeline up. He that's true. Yeah. seeing her. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a well-deserved uh, opening point or opening two points yeah. for the trials and tribulations. But you, but you did pick up on one of my one of my favorite parts of, of the trouble with Tribbles too is is Scotty Scotty just wanting to read his technical journals, yeah. <laughs> not wanting to even yeah. go down to shore leave. Yeah, <laughs> goes down, starts a huge fist fight. <laughs> I think Scott and I have been friends at school because that's how I spent my time as well, sitting in reading Enterprise Technical Journals. Seriously. He's kind of a stand-in too for us in that episode. (laughs) Like Cisco's our stand-in. Oh, it's so funny. And then then I love that because his punishment is he gets to He's confined to quarters and gets to just Yeah, that's what he's wanting to do all the way through the episode. (laughs) You'll go to the station, have some fun, keep everyone out of trouble. He's like, all right. Yeah. Okay. And then of course he threw the first threw the first punch. <laughs> yeah. oh, you threw so the first punch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man. All right. What what's uh let's let's do category two. Where where are we going next? Okay. Let's go for terrible Klingon. Me. Jen, who was your most terrible Klingon? <laughs> My triple, yeah, terrible Klingon mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is, of course, I got to go. I got to go with the man who uh, had the plan in in both both of these episodes, Arn Darvin. <laughs> Arn Darvin, bad news, man. Bad news. He's a he's a triple terrible. I'm trying to say it quick. To terrible Klingon. Terrible <laughs> Klingon. Um, and I'll st- I'll stick uh, I'll stick to what he did in. Uh, Deep Space Nine because he, he does terrible things in uh, original series too, but it's too. But his plan in in Deep Space Nine is 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 really um, <laughs> is also ghoulishly super villainous. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's he you know he he's pretty he's had a run of bad luck, I guess, from the starting with this incident. Cause he couldn't, he became an outcast from Klingon society after afterwards, they, they abandoned him. It's a hundred years of bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, which something sounds something like, you know, the Klingons would do all, you know, the same thing happens to Romulan spies and, you know, and Cardassian spies and everything They you just get abandoned when, when you get found out, mm-hmm. you know, so, but, and deniability, isn't it? Yeah, and and he just and he stuck looking like a human, and for his whole life, and yeah, he, yeah. and he um he so he poses he's basically well he they say he poses as a human merchant, but he pretty much be, is he a, mer- a human merchant, you know, dealing in uh you know trinkets and 
And yeah. he basically he basically became Cyrano Jones. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. He he just yeah. did, you know Cyrano he because they always they said that Cyrano Jones had like scraped a meager living just on the right side right. of the law, yeah. but they didn't imply it was a particularly pleasant existence. Right. And yeah. Obviously, he's been quite a lot of uh, the trouble with Tribbles trying to steal drinks off people. Right. Um, so you got the idea that he probably wasn't that well off, and then right. he's essentially been given the same job. Uh, yeah. I really I thought that as well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but he still he still uh, thinks of himself as a you know glorious warrior you know a uh, hero of the Klingon Empire. Yeah, where's the statue gonna go? Yeah, so that and that's a, like and this defi- this is like a, like pretty badass like bad guy thing is is him dreaming about his statue in the Hall of Warriors and what yeah. it's gonna look like and he wants it to he wants to be holding. Kirk's head in one hand and a triple in the other. <laughs> Just in case you forgot he was a Klingon. He, that's right. what he wants to do. Yes. Exactly. That's what I thought too. That was a real Klingon thing, you know, to, yeah. to be to dream about. <laughs> uh, so he's a he's a really he's a really um he's a really bad dude. Uh, um and and I mean his plan it seems convoluted to go back, you know, but it also makes sense. Think about it. He was stuck in Cardassia in Cardassian space. Mm-hmm. And you know you hear about this orb that can send you through time, which I love. I love that the plot device is a Bajoran orb. Yeah, because <laughs> it was a real DS nine way to get them back. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it also didn't take much in explanation. You know. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> like, how they travel back in time. time. <laughs> There's no issues. You don't have to go around the sun. It's fine. Right. Just open the box. Open the orb box. of time. Yeah. And now we have an orb of time. We can do this whenever we need to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they do do it again, don't they? When do they use the orb of time again? Do they use the orb of time again? How is it they go? Oh, yes, they of- do. In um, no, no, they definitely do. In um, when Kira goes back to see her mom. What's yes, that wrong, yes. Wrongs darker. Dark than death or not. But they don't pretty- use it in past tense, do they? That's not I'm- how they go back in time in past tense. No. No. Because they're using know. a different method. Because they keep getting the wrong time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I don't think it. I don't think it's. I have to look that up now. All right. Past tense. Let's see. Now oh, they go back in time here. But yeah, but I'm pretty sure in Wrong Star and the Death or Night, they, that's the orb of time. Yeah, it's that's the orb of time. She, yeah, she can sort of insults the orb. Let's see. Oh, they disappear. Oh, it was a transporter accident. Well, there's bloody transporters. I mean, they're bloody yeah, deadly. The, 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 annular, the annular confinement beam, of course. <laughs> Obviously. I can't believe they didn't already uh, reverse that. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, they should have modulated that before he's on the transporter pad. Oh, oh, it was those darn Heisenberg compensators again. <laughs> this is either one way or the other with them, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So that, that that was just a transport accident. Okay. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, but no, you have an orbit time. Use the orbit time. You know? <laughs> I guess the difference is if you want to go back in time or if you're not. But here, so 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 Darwin hears about this orb of time that could take him back in time. He he figures a way to weasel his way onto the ship and and he does it he's got the it's a pretty good it's pretty good plan you know where kirk's gonna be he's a spy you know he is he's got the smarts there's no reason that he should be de-skilled necessarily right um oh yeah and 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 he's got a triple bomb somehow he got a triple bomb past defiant security (laughs) so that we might talk about this later on so i won't talk about it now but that triple bomb so you know it's got a good plan, and he's right. It is. He calls it poetic justice. Mm-hmm. You know that Kirk's going to be the the triple exposed him, 
and Kirk's end is going to be from a triple two. And so it's a, it's a, it's, it's a decent plan. It's also is decently uh, super villainous with its uh, <laughs> poetic aspect to it. So he's, he's a pretty terrible Klingon. <laughs> he's good at being bad. He's good at being bad. <laughs> I, can't. I, just, I love that they got the actor back. That's so fun. I just think that's perfect. So and I love it when they do that. I love it when they do that. I love that too. Charlie Brill is, is, is Aaron Darwin in both these episodes. And, and briefly, <laughs> he was Barry Wardle. Just yes. briefly. <laughs> Fake name. Yeah, yeah. It's as good an alias as any if you're pretending to be a human. <laughs> um, for the most terrible Klingon uh, in Trials and uh, Trouble with Tribbles. Now, there are several Klingons on the K7, and they are beaming in 12 at a time. <laughs> there are three main candidates for the most terrible Klingon. Korax, who we spoke about, uh, who said that should, the Enterprise shouldn't be, should be hauled away as gar- garbage. Trash talker, literally. Yeah, trash talker, that's a much better way of putting it. Uh, there's Koloth, and there's Darwin. Now, Darwin is responsible for poisoning... Poisoning the quadrature to Kaylee and putting a spanner in the works of developing Sherman's planet. But actually, in the episode, he doesn't do too much. He pops up, he barks a few nasty things next to Nils Barris to Kirk, and then he gets sort of, uh, you know, he gets found out at the end, but he's, then he's taken away. So he doesn't really do that much in the episode, although he does do a lot of villainous stuff in the background. Right. Um, Koloth, who we've talked about, which I just love the fact that we know Koloth from Deep Space Nine. That's so awesome. And we know that Jadzia knows him, which is great. Koloth seems quite smarmy, and he enjoys getting one over on Kirk by like insisting upon the rules of the Organian Treaty. But actually, I thought he only really does what Kirk would have done in the exact same situation. If Kirk thought his crew needed shore leave... And he had a station he could go to, and he had a treaty that would back him up. He would use that. He would go down and do that. And I thought, you know, he he was just the other the other Kirk. He just did Kirk did Koloth did what Kirk would have done, and I I sort of respected that. Um, he was smarmy but not terrible. And I'm going back to the my last my last pick. Korax is the most terrible Klingon. <laughs> he he's the Klingon ringleader in the bar. He picks a fight with Scotty and Chekhov, and he's just doing it to have a fight. He wants a fight. And he says just whatever he can to get under the skin of the Enterprise crewman, gives them his choice opinions of the Enterprise and a captain, and then he's punched in the face. And, you know, it's nice that he gets punched in the face because he gets punched in the face just as he's laughing about the thing he's just said. And it was... Of all, it's weird because Darwin does the worst stuff. <laughs> Koloth is the mo- is the one we know the best, but Korax is just the most terrible Klingon. He's just the worst, and you know he's just grumpy and unpleasant from the beginning. You know they could have made the best of it and just shared a barrel of blood wine and ha- had a laugh, sung a few songs. But what he wanted to do was have a fight, cause everyone a load of problems. Called Kirk a Denebian slime devil. He's the worst. And he has a lovely gravelly voice. I, I've not gotten bored of watching him get hit. And I, I like I like him. I like him in both I like I like watching the scene 
And then I like watching the scene again from Odo's perspective. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah uh, I, I picked Korax. Yeah. And I'm not even sure they name Korax in the episode, but I've, I I looked it up. I looked up his name <laughs> in Memory Alpha. And I thought that's a perfectly Klingon name. That is a great Klingon name. Yeah. No, that's, that's a great choice. I agree because you're right. Darwin, we just see him pretending to be, a, you know, Federation bureaucrats. He doesn't really do anything that we it, that we see. Um, he does, you know, he did poison the thing, but not, not during the episode. And Koloth, I love Koloth. That's great. great. Our, our good Dahar master. Yes. Uh, we, we love Koloth. So, yeah, so that's a great choice. And it's so funny because you're right. He could have just, if he just wouldn't have gone there, minded his own business, had a drink, you know, but he was itching for a fight and he knew he could get one. He knew if he just kept hurling insults, he'd find the one that would, you know, cause them. Because that's actually pretty smart. Cause them to throw the first punch. Yeah. And get then, I mean, that was the plan. That's probably Kolos' plan, right? Because then they could invoke the the treaty that, like, oh, oh, you owe us this huge public apology now. Yeah. You know? That's what Koloth was sort of angling for at the end. Yeah, so that was probably the plan. But he was, and, and what was his name again? You said, Korax. Korax. <laughs> it was probably like, sure, boss, I gotcha. <laughs> I yeah. can get them to punch me. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, that fight, that fight. The fight's hilarious. I, I mean, love the fight. I love that's one of my favorite parts of the, you know, inserting people in and trials and tribulations. It's so well done. Yeah. And it's so, a proper comedy western bar fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's totally just like fisticuff bar brawl like (laughs) and it works you know what works it works because we've come from a space station and we've gone to another space station and the dynamics are the same people in a bar who know each other or are together for a nut for for any reason they have a disagreement and then it descends into a brawl and you know (laughs) we, we know that we know that kind of thing happens in bars it's just so perfectly well done yeah, and you see them punching actors that are dressed a hundred percent like the Klingons, you know, in, yeah. the, <laughs> in yes. the original series, and it's so seamless. It really looks like Bashir and O'Brien are part of this, and and Odo and Worf are are in that scene. It's so good. I love it, and it goes on for quite a while. Yeah, like, there's and, a lot it, of choreography, with and it, it doesn't it doesn't really add anything to the story. <laughs> if, they didn't, if they didn't have a fight, no, nothing would have changed. It just would have been a shorter episode. That's true. <laughs> but, well, that's, uh, yeah, well, that's funny too because it kind of let somebody have fun with the time travel thing. Like, it let it gave O'Brien a good story. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, but even in the original episode, it doesn't. They have a yeah. fight, but they didn't have yeah. to have a fight. They right. could have just walked through it. But just the fight was perfect. Scotty. Yeah. Oh, so the, the bar is wobbly. I love it. I love the fight. I love it too. It, these episodes are, are so brilliant. I mean, they're the tr- Trouble with Tribbles is like widely one of the most popular episodes yeah. of of, the, of TOS, and and, and Trouble with Trials and Tribulations has to be a popular episode because it just uses so much of it. It's so good. <laughs> and and the the lineup. If you didn't know O'Brien and uh, Bashir, you wouldn't be able to tell. You really there. You have no idea. Oh man! So that's a great cho- that's a great choice. That, that, he is a, t- a terrible Klingon. He is a terrible. Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. 
terribly good at being a Klingon. Where where would you like your point to go? Oh man, I you know, I I'm gonna give my point to trials and tribulations on this one. Just bringing bringing him back was just brilliant. Um, and and he came up. He 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 uh, executed two very dastardly plans. <laughs> And the, really none of them did. worked out, poor guy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he, you know, but still, he's got the, uh, he's got the. Uh, effort. He really tried, yeah. He put the effort in. I'm gonna, I'll go with with uh, Arn Darvin. <laughs> Fine, that's totally reasonable. I, I do love Arn Darvin, and he is a terrible Klingon. But for me, he's a. He's, you know, he's not the Klingoniest of Klingons in this episode. Not to undermine his, you know, what he is on the inside, but I'm going to give my point to Korax because he is, he, he really is giving you the Klingon in this episode. Yeah. Darwin is a Klingon, but Koloth is is the Klingon we know and love. <laughs> uh, so not Koloth, Korax is the Klingon we know and love. I'm going to give my point to Korax in this instance. He is bringing you some straight Klingon. <laughs> yeah, he's just giving you the bog standard basic Klingon that you wanted from the beginning. Oh my goodness, that's so funny! All right, so so we've got um, the trouble with Tribbles has one, and Trials and Tribulations has three. Mm. Okay, let's see what we can do. Let's go with um. Let, let's okay. So for category three, let's go with. The most trouble. Oh, most trouble. <laughs> okay. Most trouble in the trouble with tribbles. There's a lot so of trouble. You won't be surprised to find that I found this actually very hard to answer yeah. for that reason. Yeah. There's so many troublemakers. And I also knew that you had access to all the same troublemakers as me <laughs> to a greater or lesser degree of trouble. And I didn't want any double troublemakers. Um, um so, okay, in a sense, the answer could be in the name. It's the trouble with tribbles. <laughs> and they are a lot of trouble. They eat and breed and they get into the circuitry uh, and they, they're all over the place and they have to be dealt with. But ultimately, they did help avert a massive disaster on Sherman's planet by consuming, yeah. consuming? By consuming <laughs> all the poisoned quadratricale. So. Maybe, you know, the troublesome but also forgiven, perhaps. Um you could say perhaps then the harbinger of the the harbinger of the tribbles, Cyrano Jones, could be the most trouble. <laughs> he does seem like the kind of guy who knows trouble quite well, like a Harry Mudd-esque character. Yeah, yeah. Just like skirting on the right side of the law. I, I got I didn't get the impression he knew the tribbles would be so problematic. Yeah, it's a but, little unclear. Yeah, because it, it, if he's been selling them before, this kind of thing must have happened before. But whatever, if he knew, he ignored the potential issues in order to turn a profit. Um, just quickly shout out to Nils Barris. Yeah, found him quite troublesome. I love him, <laughs> mocking him, uh, just belittling him. And Kirk does not want to be does not want to be on the K seven station. He does not want the Enterprise crew to have to deal with the Quadro Triticale. He, he just wants to essentially lay the smackdown on Nils Barris all the time. <laughs> does not like him. 
And at the end, Nils Barris is proven ultimately correct. The calamity he was desperately seeking to avoid happened, which is a shame. But he was right. And Kirk does not give an inch. Kirk does not give an inch when this happens. Threatens to clap him in irons. But he... But only Kirk found him troublesome. I think everyone else thought he was being reasonably reasonable. Pretty reasonable, yeah. Yeah. I get maybe it's not a priority one distress signal or whatever. No. <laughs> but it's still really important. And so something uh, important is happening and yeah, you've and, got the resources to help me deal with it. Yes. And then I actually and I respect how much he cares about yeah, <laughs> about the grain shipment because it is really important. Because yeah. conceivably people could have died. Right, right. Oh, um, so, so is just not having it. <laughs> he just yeah. lies with this guy at every turn. I always take Federation envoys seriously oh, until now, and it's like, <laughs> it's just, like Kirk, man, I some slack. What is about this slack. guy? All right, he <laughs> knows you don't want to be here. He knows that. <laughs> now let's move on. <laughs> My theory is Kirk's grumpy because he has a migraine. <laughs> that's why he, like, he, he goes does to go to the doctors he does yeah. go to the doctors for a headache um maybe that's it maybe that's it um yeah but that guy's that guy's kind of like a nerd but he's like he's not unreasonable no right from the outset and just not give him an inch and i respect him being a nerd for grain like that's cool yeah <laughs> He won't, and like, that's important. People need that stuff to live. Yeah. So he has a big task on hand, and Kirk's not helping him out, or grudgingly puts two crew members down <laughs> initially, and then gradually gets a few more out when there's Klingons on board. Yeah, and then Kirk gets called out by mm. Starfleet headquarters or whoever calls him. He's like, yeah. yeah, Sherman's plan is important. Guard the grain. And he knew that. He already knew that. He didn't knew that talking to, but he just wouldn't do it. I don't know why he wouldn't do it. And Spock was really cute about it too, because he could tell that that Kirk was, yeah, for whatever reason, you know, was frustrated. And he's like, he's like, well, it would be prudent, Captain, to yeah, you know, just on. oh, that gives him the authority. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay, he has you, like, a lot of soothing Kirk in this episode. Yeah, yeah. You you better just come to terms with this because it's okay. It's it's okay that this has happened. It's not a real big problem. Um, so those are those are some of the troublemakers. I suppose the most trouble I didn't give him as terrible Klingon, but I think the most trouble has to be Arn Darwin. Yeah. Because he's not the source of all the trouble. <laughs> he's certainly the instigator of the worst and most malicious trouble. And he's really hardly as I said before, he's hardly in the episode. He just pops up at the end, you know, when all of the Klingons are dead, when all the Klingons are dead, when all of the triples are dead and dying, and gets found out for being a Klingon spy and then confesses super quickly and then is taken off. <laughs> um, and Well, there was triple evidence. <laughs> that yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> That'll hold up in a court of law. <laughs> yeah. there was, I mean, that's it. The triples winced at him and sort of made the semi the, the unpleasant sort of snuffling yeah. sounds <laughs> their sort of high pitched streaks uh, so he's he was the most trouble but only by a whisper everybody else in that episode was also trouble but he was just <laughs> the most he was the most malicious troublemaker yeah 
That's a great pick. I definitely agree with that. What a horrible, horrible, malicious, cold, vicious plan that is to just yeah. murder a whole colony. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, even like Klingon standards, that's like horrifying. That is low. There's no honor in that. Is there? And and it sounds like it would be a slow, terrible death too. Because you you're, you're basically will starve to death, but even though you're eating? Yeah. That's horrible. Oh. That is when you describe that, like, yeah, that's really savage. Yes, yeah, that's awful. And we sort of, oh. when he says it, it's sort of almost funny because the, the the triples never stop eating, right? But it's like, oh. <laughs> it's like thank goodness for the triples. Yeah, now we know. It's, it's how many triples had to die so that we have to save Germans? One million seven hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's so funny! Oh yes, that's a great pick. Yeah, he's he's trouble. He's he's the most trouble. Yeah, who who trouble. did you select for the most right. trouble in so, trials and tribulations? There's too many trus in this episode. I really, it's a real trump blister. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so most trouble. So we, I already gave uh, Arn Darvin the the terrible Klingon. Uh-huh. Uh, title, so I'm not picking him for most trouble, even no though problem. I mean, obviously, none of this would have happened <laughs> if he hadn't stolen the stole the orb of time and taken him back. None of this would have happened. So, but also, then we wouldn't have gotten this fabulous episode. So, I'm more going a little bit meta <laughs> with the most trouble and and taking him out of the equation. Okay, so, okay. So my my runner up is uh, we've got. Agents Dolmer and Luxley <laughs> from the Department of Temporal Investigations, which we mentioned a little bit earlier. Yeah. And they are just, <laughs> they are just delightful. <laughs> I love those guys. I love those guys so much. They're so, I, they're, they're really good straight men. And it's funny. I mean, the, from the second they get there, you know, Dax makes some silly time joke and, and they're just like, not having it. Yeah. Not having that as a joke. Trust me, we have heard all of them. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, but it's so funny because it's it's just a, it's what a funny idea to have the Department of Temporal Investigations be like a thing. You know, I am. I've always been surprised that we never thought of that department again. I know. Well, I guess we. Ca- I mean, in Voyager. Oh, you mean like? Yeah, because we we see time travelers, see time cops. Yeah, but this like, is this is like the twenty ninth century version. Exactly, they're from yeah, the twenty ninth century. Right. This is the twenty twenty fourth century department that examines the time. And I can't believe we've never seen them again. I thought they were great. I know they're so great, and I just love. I love how they're just like regular you know, like everyday bureaucrats and like, yes. you know what I mean? They're not like wearing like cool futuristic, like like time cop, you know, you think, think of a time cop, you think of like yeah, a badass, yeah. but they're just like bureaucrats. You picture them in the cubicle, you know? And you know their names are anagrams, right? Yes. Mulder, for Mulder and Scully. That was another awesome. thing I loved because it's just like, I love the X-Files then. I was like, these guys love the X-Files. It's all connected, man. It's all connected. Yeah, they 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 toyed with that that one of the lines being the truth is out there. <laughs> no, they didn't that. really. They're like, okay, okay, that's a little too on the nose. <laughs> but yeah, but that was very very um, purposefully done. Um, yeah. Oh, so I just I I get a huge kick out of that 
just being a thing. <laughs> you know, that there's so many incidents, time travel incidents in this universe that they need a whole department <laughs> to investigate absolutely it. Phenomenal. I absolutely love it. So because they I mean we always they always drop lines about um, you know, temporal mechanics classes at the academy and things like yeah. that. And and then we know, you know, and then now we know here that these the guys time there's an practice. incident of time travel yeah these guys come and do cleanup and file it you can see like they probably just file a report <laughs> you know yeah and like a typical there's probably like a form they have to fill out <laughs> you know it's not just standard yeah, you about a month a no month. Yeah. <laughs> it's a story it you tell, you tell your 45 minute story <laughs> Oh my god, I just love it. And then they probably just you know put a report. You know, no violations have occurred. Mm. It's kind of type of report I write in my uh, <laughs> special reports. Oh, it's so funny. So they are delightful, but they're trouble. You know, mm, they're, they are trouble. Cisco didn't want a visit from Temple Investigations. You know, because it could have been. Pro- they could have just as easily said, "Oh, you did this and this and this wrong. You shouldn't have done this." And yeah, and they've and obviously got power to reprimand at some level because he. He, he knows that he's done something minorly wrong and they should bring him up for it. Right. That could have been, I mean, he, and he came clean in his defense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he could have just, you know, he didn't, I guess he didn't come totally clean as we, we'll see later at the no. end. We'll talk about that. Um, so, so, so that, those are funny, but I, I picked, uh, I went a little sillier for my, my most trouble mm-hmm. and I picked uh, um, Bashir and O'Brien uh, given given Worf trouble, <laughs> giving him grief. <laughs> the beginning when uh you know Barry you know Arn Darvin I guess Barry Waddle at that point makes a crack about how Klingons smell and and they're like oh Worf I, you know I like how you smell <laughs> it's an earthy peaty aroma with a touch of lilac and which is funny because you can tell like 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 you know you just get you know grumpy you know Worf grumpy but then later on. <laughs> See how Brian's trying to get everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, so work. Seriously, next time you see Worf, tell him you, 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 you just, just sniff the air and say, "Is that lilac?" Trying <laughs> 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 to keep up the gag, and I just thought that was so funny. That's such a funny way to friend. That makes the whole. It makes the whole thing so human, doesn't it? Yeah, that yeah. little tiny scene like that makes the entire thing seem real. Because that is the kind of thing that would really happen. You would yeah. say stuff like that. And it's such a funny thing too, because and everyone knows like what a good gag it is, because Jesse is like, oh no. And Cisco's like, no. <laughs> like, I'm not being a part of that. <laughs> so I think I'm just causing trouble just being uh causing trouble for their buddy. <laughs> giving them so great. Good. So Okay, so where do you want your points to go for most trouble? Most trouble. Uh, well, jeez, I can neither of the tribbles for this one. I really <laughs> I <know. laughs> There's so much trouble, and we didn't pick them. They are um, trouble. <laughs> How can you pick the tribbles? They're, 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 I know, I know. It's not their fault. <laughs> no, but uh, I, yeah. So I, there's a. a really deadly serious one and a and a and a and a you know more lighthearted one but i think here i'm gonna have to give my point to to arn darvin because wow what yeah. uh 
what a thing to do. Like, like they gloss over it in the episode too, because it's like, oh, those silly Klingons had this plot to, you know, they they, they say it was just like a plot to um to destroy the co- like the, the colony, uh, you know, so that they can win the planet, but that they kind of gloss over the fact that it, they're trying to literally murder people. Yeah. <laughs> And if, if you make the if you make the planet you know a difficult place to live if you if you plant grain on a planet which is going to start slowly killing people well that might slowly kill you if you try and go and live there it's not yeah, a, yeah right <laughs> not a wonderful idea as ideas go yeah um, and perhaps that's you know if this was Darwin's you know scheme that he cooked up by himself maybe that's why not another reason why he was cast off because it's not a particularly good plan. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I, I, I kind of thought that, I, I mean, that was probably his orders. Yeah. High command to do that. As, I mean, is what I'm thinking, because, I mean, the, the Klingons are, are obsessed with getting this planet just as much as the Federation is, and it seems like. But but you're right, it doesn't seem like a particular Klingon plan. No. But, um, I, I think I'm going to give my point to Arn Darwin as well for this, because he is, he does deserve some troubling recognition (laughs) i mean i I mean he's he doubles up i mean he's much worse i think in in uh the deep space nine episode he is you know he he has the chance for you to know that he is at heart a horrible klingon whom does want to wound and injure people Yeah, it's interesting because he, he's he's theoretically going to kill less people with a triple bomb than he w- will with the poison grain, but it still seems like a... <laughs> yeah, but here he's trying to be specific. He's trying to kill one person. Yeah, yeah. the vendetta yeah. <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah. Okay. So, right, so we're all tied up now. We've got... Okay. This, and this is uh, round four coming up, is it? Yeah. Yeah. After round three, okay. we're tied up. Um, a trip, a triple, <laughs> triple <laughs> three points for trouble with triples and three points for trials and tribulations in the in the third round. <laughs> All right, That's, that is perfect. Weirdly perfect. <laughs> that is weirdly perfect. Um, right. Okay, I guess it's my choice. Yeah. I am going to select best triple in show. Okay. Jen, who did you have for best triple in show? Okay. So I tried to keep this to specific specifically to triples who um I tried to keep this specifically to triples like specific to the Deep Space Nine part of the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause there's some there's some great, I'm sure you'll get into it. There's some really, really great triple visuals yes. <laughs> in uh, tr- uh the trouble trouble so i, I kind of left those to you so we have but we have three good ones here and uh, we have the triple bomb of course which I, is uh, the triple bomb there's <laughs> the close-up on that bomb and the music as they hone in on yeah. the mobile uh triple it's on so his good. tricorder to be beamed out into space and and, it's, and that was a that was a pretty big explosion yeah, like I don't, like, I don't know how how many people would have died if that triple bomb had gone off. I thought they would have definitely noticed that the the, yeah. the Enterprise oh, yeah. and the, the station would have definitely known that something had happened. That's true. They've been like, "What's that? We we've you know, we've recorded a an explosion just off the port bow or whatever." Mm. <laughs> we didn't hear about that. That's okay. Um, yeah, so that we've got the triple bomb, 
but for uh but for 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 this category i'm going with uh the really the tribble that cisco throws and hits kirk on the head with which is, <laughs> i adore that it's such a great such a great way to integrate into that episode because it's so funny when you see the footage from you know the trouble with tribbles and and kirk's in the pile the big huge pile of tribbles and i once in a while a tribble you know falls out <laughs> which is yes. well, now it's even funnier because we know that the reason they're falling <laughs> out is because Cynthia and cisco are throwing them <laughs> looking for the bomb which is just so un- unbelievably wonderful. I just can't. I just can't believe that you know that that actually happens. You know <laughs> that it's actually happens. So I can good. Go back and see that and think that oh, Jadzia and Cisco are right in there. Um, but they do a really good job of the, the of the one point where the, it, it, Cisco throws. It's a white triple. He throws the the triple. Um, he, you know he checks it with the tricorder and oh that's not the bomb and he throws it out the uh, right out the door. You know yeah. you can see him do. And then they cut right to Kirk and it hitting him on the head, which I think is just so awesome. It's so good. And that, that little moment just, just is sheer delight. So that's my best trouble in show. That is a good choice. Um, and what you've cleverly done is selected a triple that actually does something because <laughs> on the whole, they don't do a lot they mostly they're mostly known for the people they interact with and the locations they're found in but i did get a few sort of notable tribbles um that are sort of memorable uh so there's the tribble that kirk sits on sort of tends he sits down on the bridge and sits on it and then in your episode dax says i was worried it was going to go off when he sat on it and it makes such a delightful squeak and then you've got that added bonus of what Dax said afterwards, which just makes the whole bit even better. Um, the When Kirk, I think, is beaming over to the station and there's tribbles on the transporter pad and he doesn't <laughs> kick them off or get someone to move them, he just picks them up and holds them in his arms and then beams across with them and then carries them around for a little bit. <laughs> like it doesn't need to do that. I love it. Well, that was great. Our um, chief is uh, is stroking a, cl- a triple. Yeah. <laughs> because of the room. Um, I did like the tribbles when they went to the replicators, and he pulls out his uh, chicken sandwich and coffee, and there's a triple in the cup, and he's just holding it up, looking at it. Just can't believe what's going on. That's when the triple is. That's when the triple infestation is getting much worse. Um, I want to give a special shout out to the walking tribble. Did you see that one? On the bridge. There's one tribble that does a little crawl (laughs) and you see it sort of moving along. And if you look closely, you can can really see it's one of those, you know, those walking dogs that flips over. It's one of those, but they've taken the head off and just wrapped it up. (laughs) And you can see that's what it is walking along. And it works really well. It looks really good. I like it. It kind of inches along kind of the same way perhaps a scallop would hitch inch along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's that's how you would expect them to move. They have no, no arms or legs. They're just sort of maneuvering their entire body. Yeah. And those are, those are all great. They're all fun. It's, all, it's great to see it happen. But the, the best tribble I selected, the most notable, 
I selected the very, very first triple we see. The one that Cyrano Jones reaches into his gigantic upper pocket and fishes out and hands to hands to Ahura after negotiating with the chap behind the bar for a little while. And it's sort of a brown, little, it's a little one, a little brown fluff ball, and it purrs nicely, and Ahura immediately likes it. She takes it, and she feeds it. I'm not sure whether she feeds it Quadro Triticale at that point, but she feeds it, and the next morning she's got a litter of ten more. Yeah, she check out, check out, um, spills the little the little vial of it. Yes, and, and he then, instantly and she, knows yeah, Quadro Triticale. It inches over a little bit towards yes. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> eats, like eats a little bit of that, and that's it. Everyone's in love. And it's just, I picked it because it's it's not just the best Tribble in show, but it's the Tribble that has started, you know, a, a worldwide obsession with these stupid little animals. <laughs> like, started it all. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I've got a Tribble in my room. I mean, I'm, it's right there. It's right, it's right there. We, but I was just, I was just thinking that I, you know, after watching these episodes, I'm like, oh my god, how do I not have a triple? How do you not have a triple? They're right? so, they're so ubiquitous. There's billions of them, yeah. um, and they're just so, they're so classically Star Trek. I think people might know tribbles without knowing Star Trek. Yeah. I think people might know that a triple is a little ball of fur without ever having seen Star Trek before. Yeah. Um, so I picked that first that first triple, the triple that started it all, um, like which you know comes out of his pocket immediately is appealing because it purrs and it's fluffy and it makes lovely sounds, um, and it just it just is so great that it spawned a legacy that has lasted fifty years. We're still obsessed with them. We still love them. We still like the fact they just relentlessly breed. <laughs> Oh, that's so great! Yeah, even 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 Spock isn't immune to the to the dribble. No. <laughs> oh, that's I really love that pick. That's a great one. The original dribble, the first the original one. first dribble. His sample, Cyrano Jones's sample. Yeah, and I did wonder he maybe he'd never fed one, so it never really. He you just know. wasn't a dribble daddy and didn't try to feed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great! I love it. All right. Because he was really saturating the market by giving one away for free, and then uh, and then letting it breed like crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're only ever going to sell one of those. Yeah, and he lost a chance. <laughs> well, I guess he sold one to the guy too. He did. He did. <laughs> the bartender. Yeah, for six and a half credits, I think. <laughs> oh, that's great! Oh, great pick. All right, points wise, where are you going for points? I like the triple I selected, but I absolutely love the triple that Cisco throws and hits Kirk in the face with. I mean, you can't, that sentence even makes me happy just to say, <laughs> I love it. I love that they did it. I love that it's so funny. I love that it works so well. I've got to pick that triple, the tossed triple. Yeah, my, my, my triple, uh, my triple, <laughs> my point <laughs> is going to that triple as well. Um, I just, I mean, and this is one of the things that's so brilliant about Trials and Tribulations is they're not just, they didn't just put the Deep Space Nine crew, like they didn't just insert them into the episode. They, they, they like interact with the episode in such, a, so many different unique ways. So they put you know them into I mean? the story. 
They put them in the story. Yeah. It's yeah. not like in the background. Even when they're in the background, they're interacting with the, you know, like, like you mentioned, you know, Dax saying like, oh man, I thought that that triple was going to explode, you know, when Kirk sat mm. on it. You know what I mean? They're, and, and it's not, yeah. They're not just watching what's happening. They're, they're hearing them say it and then they're yeah. using that information to make decisions themselves. Wow. Yes. Oh, and that's so, so clever. Clever. So well written and they yeah. picked the perfect episode to do this. Um, I know. Yeah. So and and yeah and 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 just that Cisco hitting Kirk on the head with a dribble is is the perfect, <laughs> um, the perfect example of that. So yeah, so I'm happy to give that my, my point. So absolutely, absolutely. All right. So in the end of four rounds, the trouble with triples has three, and trials and tribulations has five. Mm, so, I think that, we might be able to even this up. I can tie it up with our final category. And our final category is going to be an award for Triple Wrangler. <laughs> triple Wrangler. Okay. Uh, well, I mentioned already, shout out to Kirk for picking up the triples on the transporter platform and then beaming them across the K7. Just pointless. And it's nice. And then later on the bridge, he's got armfuls of triples. He's trying to make the place ship shape. He's trying to wrangle them, but he never... He never really accepts that as his responsibility. He's always delegating. He wants them off his ship, but he doesn't know how to wrangle the triple. I did think about Cyrano Jones as the original wrangler. He might know a little something about tribbles, but it could <laughs> still be like sales talk and flim flam. Um, and I don't think he has any love for the tribbles beyond what like a wrangler implies like a degree of control over them i don't think he cares about them they just he owns them and he wants to sell them um i think tribble wranglers got to go to a character that actually dealt with the tribbles mm -hmm. and he simultaneously dealt with the tribbles and took his revenge on the klingons for calling the enterprise a garbage scow <laughs> and he essentially risked a diplomatic incident by using the transporter beam to beam the Tribbles onto the Klingon cruiser. Oh, great. <laughs> Bonus points for wordplay. Scotty is the Tribble Wrangler. Oh, he, he finds them, he gathers them up, he puts them somewhere he wants, and he puts them to work. That's it. That is a Wrangler. He's wrangling. He is the Tribble Wrangler. He's literally the Tribble Wrangler. <laughs> and he figured out how to get the, the Tribbles off the ship, which is something, uh, you know, in future installments with triples they couldn't figure out how to do nope. <laughs> um but uh oh my god that's so funny and it's it's funny because it's like oh my god that's a horrible like that's kind of like a crummy thing to do like you said is it risking a diplomatic incident but also like like i mean th these triples got everywhere and the, the systems there's a huge infestation yeah. and you almost feel bad for them until you remember that they tried to poison the entire colony i know it was slow agonizing deaths <laughs> Oh, it's like, yeah, you get a ship full of tribbles that you hate. <laughs> Deal with that, Koloth. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah, and you're right. I never thought about it, too, as, like, like Scotty getting revenge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Calling yeah. the go garbage girl. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with scotty and his and his lady enterprise no, oh my no, God. Not him and the enterprise that is wonderful i love to that's such a funny scene at the end no one wanting to own up to it to kirk <laughs> that's so <laughs> nice I mean, there's a lot of padding in this episode there where is. they just talk 
They just talk, and there's no there's no point to it other than to stretch the time out. Right. It's actually quite a short episode. Not that much happens, but it happens with such style yeah. and in such with such an amazing visual, and just with such an amazing sort of set of what's the word I'm looking for? Just just a what is the word? The dialogue. The dialogue is just fantastic. Yeah, they talk and they they, they share and they won't own up to it. And at the end, and they're back and forth a couple of times. Some people have to deny it twice. Oh, no, wait, it was really Spock's idea. Yeah. Oh, well, Scotty, Scotty really was. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's a great pick. Yeah, he, he really is a triple wrangler. He's a triple wrangler. He couldn't, like, he didn't do, like, 1.7 million individual transporter, you know, uh, transactions. So he figured out a way to, to beam them all on. You know, to to find them all and beam them all. It yeah. seems to me that Scotty's made the habit of beaming yeah. strange animals onto Klingon ship. <laughs> he does does tribbles here? Does whales later on? He he can never stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> you give you give Scotty an engineering problem. He can make it happen. He's a miracle. He's gonna solve it for you. He's gonna solve it for you. <laughs> oh, that's and I and I like I like that they threw in that um, they didn't want to just beam them into space. That would have been cruel. Isn't that, which would have been cruel. But, I mean, not that the Klingons are going to be nice to the Tribbles. No, but, no. But it was a nice thing that they, like, at least considered, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think care for what happened to the Klingon, the Tribbles was of paramount concern. Right, right. Well, and that too. Well, and if Scotty could figure this out, you think he would have helped K7. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of their Tribbles, too. Well, you'll give Serena Jane something to do. He needed something to do, yeah. Yeah. It'll keep him busy. Uh, or maybe Kurt was Kurt was still, uh, you know, mad at the at the great. What's the great guy's name again? Nils Barris. Oh, Barris. <laughs> <laughs> I could help you get rid of your trouble infestation, but <laughs> yeah, I've really had enough of you. Oh, that's so <laughs> all you talk about is grain. <laughs> oh, that's a great pick. All right. Okay. Who, who did you go for for Tribble Wrangler? Okay, so in Trials and Tribulations, um, I couldn't I couldn't pick any that we see a lot of the interactions of, of your characters and your episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to pick any of them. Um, so a lot of the, most of the interactions the crew has are them trying to figure out which one's the bomb. So they're just like picking them up, tossing them aside, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With the exception of Odo, who's my who, but Odo's my runner-up here. So oh. Odo is play, plays such a funny role in this episode because he does he doesn't do much in the episode itself, but he watches Uhura from in the original scene get her triple. You know, your best in show triple. Yes, yes. <laughs> Witnesses that you know, and 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 he falls for the marketing. <laughs> Yeah, he loves them. Yeah, and he's he's and he and he just sits there in the bar, stroking his tribble, you know? and you can tell he really is enjoying this this cute little soft furry fuzzball. Yeah, uh, which is it's nice seeing Odo be soft like that, you know. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so so Odo takes good care of his tribble, <laughs> and uh, I'd like to think that it's Odo's tribble that makes it to the 24th century 
<laughs> I, I I agree. It definitely is that. He wasn't going to let that triple go. In one of those pockets in that Cyrano Jones coat that yeah. I was wearing. He left his triple in there. And then they, they have the, the triple infestation on the promenade, which it's funny because Cisco owns up to um, interacting with Captain Kirk, but he does not own up to the triple infestation on the promenade. Yeah. Potentially and- the ecological disaster and Klingon fighting species. Oh my god! I, you can picture Worf is probably like holed up in the Defiant, <laughs> refusing to leave until the Tribblers are gone. Um, so, but so then this comes to my pick for Tribble Wrangler, who is Quark, <laughs> because in this final scene, <laughs> you see Quark surrounded. You know, in reminiscence of the bar in in Trials and in, in the Trouble Tribbles, he's yeah. on his bar and he's getting trouble tribbles everywhere, and and the, the beautiful beautiful shot, famous shot of Quark with a tribble on his head, <laughs> which just kills me because it's there long enough that you know he was like okay with the tribble being on his head, you know, and I think that's really yeah. cute. <laughs> Like it, it's kind of like you know, like oh, I'm uncomfortable, but the triple really likes being on my head, so I want to let him stay there. I can't and, move, right? I can't move because right, right, the triple's comfortable, <laughs> <You know? laughs> which I just think is just adorable. <laughs> Grainy foreheads are just right for arresting a triple as well. They've got a sort of ridge down the middle. Right, there's a little dip in there. Yeah. Yeah, just perfect to fit a triple on there. <laughs> And Quark doesn't look put, look that put out, you know, with all the triples. Just like, well, you know. <laughs> and I just, I just always thought that 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 end scene was just having Quark having Quark be there at the, at the end. He doesn't even say anything. You know? <laughs> yeah, it just, just looks visual. looks out of space. Yeah, he's just I like, can't oh, believe what's happening. Yep, there's triples everywhere, and <laughs> and I just think that's really cute. So I picked Quark for Triple Wrangler. <laughs> That is an outside the box choice, but I really like it. It's a great scene. It's just such a beautiful ending to the the two episodes. Yeah, because it, you know you feel bad for maybe the tribbles at the end of the at the end of the trouble with tribbles because they've all gone to the Klingons, but here they they're back. The, the tribbles are back. We're not going to kill them now, but we are going to have to deal with them somehow. Yeah. Um, it's just, just wonderful to see that that has all changed. And then what's great is never mentioned again. Never mentioned again, yeah. yeah. Let's never mention it again. Because you got to think, I mean, because there's all kinds of considerations too, if they really are extinct, you know, if the Klingons made triples extinct by then. I know. <laughs> and what, you know, what's their home? You know, presumably their home world is no longer habitable. Right, yeah. Habitable. <laughs> yeah, so who knows? I mean... It's actually pretty. That's actually a pretty big uh, thing to not mention to temporal investigation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they talk about it. They didn't ask, and you think, well, but they're probably expecting you to tell them that. Right. <laughs> probably, it's one of the things they were probably asking you if anything's happened. <laughs> oh yeah, we resurrected an extinct species. <laughs> I mean, and they'd be quite. They'd be quite in Jurassic Park, left and right. right. Have you have you not seen Jurassic Park? This is oh, terrible. Gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so I like to think. I mean, there's probably, I, hopefully, there's a triple sanctuary somewhere on Bajor or something. <laughs> oh my god! Well, oh, they, they could eat, that's for sure. We know that now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that, I, it's, it's a fun way to end end this uh, two part episode. <laughs> I mean, two part uh, 
two episodes. But it could it could be a two five episode. It really should seamless, seamless. Oh, I love it. Love it so okay. much. Okay. All right. Points. What what are your points going for for Tribble or Angler? Oh, Scotty is getting my points. I love I love the the end. I love the end of, of trials and tribulations. I really do, but but that's so funny. Yeah, because because I just the implications of what what an engineering feat that was too for Scotty, <laughs> let alone a great way to stick it to the Klingons for for insulting uh, his lady Enterprise. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's where my point's going. Uh, I think I'm also going to give mine to Scotty on this. I love the fact that we both chose the final scenes of the of the shows. <laughs> that is good. Uh, for who the triple wrangler is, yeah. but Scotty just he really nailed it with this. You know, he he deserves a point. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely, and that means we are all tied up. <laughs> Which I think is just perfect. Happy. Yeah, I, I I I don't think I'd have had it any other way. I don't think it would have worked for one to to win above the other. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't even want to do like a tiebreaker round. No, unnecessary. <laughs> this is just right. Let's just leave it as it is. I think I think we'll look at this and say it's really just one big two-part episode, and it got ten points. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. I like that actually. Um, <laughs> oh, so good! That was so fun. Yeah, so we won't do scenes we would have won because that'll just spoil the equilibrium. Round rounds <laughs> would have won. Just leave it. Leave, leave it as it is. We all That's perfect. I would like to read out some of the poems that have been sent in, some of the Tribble poems that have been sent into our Snaptrack Twitter feed at Snaptrack. Um, Tribble Twitter. Tribble Twitter. This is perfect. <laughs> okay. So this is from uh, Daniel Peter Hitch of... Uh, he has his own podcast, which is very fun, which is very good. I've been listening to that. Where well, he is, list, he is doing a rewatch of Star Trek, but doing it in chronological order with every scene. It's absolutely mad, but it's very fun to listen to. Uh, that's the Temporal Trek podcast. You should listen to that. Um, um, and he has written this fantastic poem: "Tribble trouble, they eat then double." From a small bit of grain, a replication is insane. Spock and Dax crunch the numbers. A pile Kirk can be found under. Klingons cause almighty shrieks. Everyone else finds them meek. Cisco beamed a bomb into space. Fur was all over the place. That That's <laughs> exceptionally good. I'm just going to read one more because we've got another one come in. This is from BJP at BJP211. Tribbles, numbers just can't be beat. They eat, reproduce, and then repeat. With Tribbles, Kirk was a softy until they got into his chicken salad and coffee, so to get rid of them was no easy feat. <laughs> I really murdered the rhyming meter of that there, but it is actually really good. <laughs> so there were two parts. It's a great reference. It's a great reference. <laughs> Oh my gosh, those are so good. Thank you so much, both of you, for sending those in. Those are Absolutely. Wonderful. We do always love to hear your poems, ideas for categories, your ideas for shows we could compare. Do send us your ideas on Twitter at SnapTrek, or you can contact me, uh, Ross, to Borg at STRTRK1701, and Jen. And you can contact me on Twitter also. I'm at Edequarks. 
Um, and I think now it's time to just discuss uh, what we're doing next time. What's happening next time, Jen? Oh, what's ha- what is happening next time? Good. Now that we've finished with the old business, on to the new. Time to hand out next month's story assignments. Ritterhouse, we're waiting! Okay, friends and neighbors, let's see what Uncle Roy has for you today. And in the next episode of Snaptrack, we will be buzzing to discuss episodes which feature our characters moving at different speeds. It's a blink and you'll miss it episode as we discuss TOS Wink of an Eye with Voyager Blink of an Eye. And I'm not sure if I've got that the right way around. (laughs) (laughs) The eyes have it. And that's what's going to happen in the next episode. This podcast has been two hours long. Jed, we must go to bed. <laughs> you must go to bed. I must I'm going to bed. afternoon. You're on the other side of the world. It's still sunny. I, I still have to make dinner after this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's no troubles in my chicken sandwich and coffee. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Um, I cannot oh. believe we've been recording for such a long time. This is just wild. We've never talked this long before. It, oh, it's been great. Well, we have. We definitely have done this before. If we just like the trivia just keeps on going. One minute leads to two minutes, is three minutes, and before you know it's 20 minutes. Um, just just one last thing to say. That's the Royal Fisbin. Who threw the first punch, Scotty? Um, Scotty. I did, Captain. You did, Mr. Scott? caused it, Scotty? They insulted us, sir. Must have been some insult. Aye, it was. You threw the first punch. Aye. Chekhov wanted to, but I held him back. You helped? Why did Chekhov want to start a fight? Um, uh, the Klingons, uh, is this off the record? No, this is not off the record. Well, Captain, uh, Klingons called you uh, a tin-plated overbearing, swaggering dictator with delusions of godhood. Is that all? No, sir. They also compared you with that Danibian slime devil. I see. And then they said that you were... I get the picture, Scott. Yes, sir. And after they said all this, that's when you hit the Klingons. No, sir. No? No, uh, I didn't. You told us to avoid trouble. Oh, yes. And I didn't see that it was worth fighting about. After all, we're big enough to take a few insults, aren't we? What was it they said that started the fight? They called the Enterprise a garbage scow. Sir. I see. And that's when you hit the Klingon. Yes, sir. You hit the Klingons because they insulted the Enterprise, not because they... Well, sir, this was a matter of pride. All right, Scotty. Dismissed. Oh. Scotty, you're restricted to quarters until further notice. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. That'll give me a chance to catch up on my technical journals. <laughs>